In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Jen about deployments and the holiday season, ways to kind of distract the kids, distract the family, and so much more. We are also doing a giveaway with Jen, so make sure you tune into the end of this episode to figure out how you can enter. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I'm so excited. We are continuing our Surviving the Chaos of the Holidays series. We've talked about nutrition. We've talked about sending care packages. And today I have Jen on with me. Jen, if you want to introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are, that would be fantastic. Thanks, Kelly, so much. And first, before I introduce myself, I just wanted to say I love what you're doing, creating this positive space. So I just wanted to express appreciation for you doing this and having me on. I think it's awesome. So So, yeah, me too. So I, um, I'm Jen McDonald and I was a military spouse for three decades until my husband retired from the air force a few years ago. I am the mom of four young adults. Three of them are married and we have one perfect little granddaughter. So our oldest son is also in the military. And so I have the perspective of both a military spouse and being the parent of a military member. So that's been interesting (laughs) making that shift. And we kind of said when my husband retired and our son had just been in a few years, we're like, well, we're just leaving you in the family business and (laughs) kind of passing the baton. So I wrote a book called You Are Not Alone, Encouragement for the Heart of a Military Spouse back in 2016. And it took me several years to put that together. It was just something I knew I wanted to do for my fellow military spouses. And that's a book of 30 daily readings. And it's, I I am passionate about encouraging, strengthening and uplifting military spouses. And it is about to come out in second edition, super excited about that. And I also have another book I'm working on that will be released in the next six months or so for military spouses. So that's kind of my background as a writer. Um, through the years we moved a lot, we were stationed all over from Europe to the Pacific and went through numerous deployments. Mm -hmm. And my claim to fame is going through six moves in six years. And all of four of our kids (laughs) were teenagers at the same time. Oh gosh. (laughs) That is a feat in of itself. (laughs) I'm like, like, if we can survive that, we are good to go. (laughs) So like I said, I, I adore military spouses and families. And so I started my podcast mill spouse matters in 2018. And I just didn't really know like what, what I was going to end up doing with it, but I just knew I needed to do that. And here we are still going because I do remember that feeling of, I don't even know what I don't know when I was first a military spouse. Um, so that's kind of where the motivation for that came from. And Like I said, I've worked as a writer for years and published hundreds of articles about military life, parenting, homeschooling, now grandparenting. And I've worked as an editor since about 2008. And I actually am the content editor 
um, right now for military by owner advertising, which is a company that serves military families. So that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's awesome to just hear how invested (laughs) you are though, in like the military and military spouses and families. It's fantastic. Uh, well, I think the thing of it is it becomes part of you if you are in for the long haul. And mm-hmm. every time I think, you know, maybe I need to leave this space or maybe there, maybe I'm done, you know, he retired and maybe it's time for me to move on. And I get a note from somebody. I, I have gotten the sweetest notes from across the world and I'm like, it's a need. People need support. And so as long as I feel like it's needed, I will stay. Um, I, I just feel like very protective and I'm making all these hand motions like you can see, but I am, I want to just hug them all. And I had a, I had a spouse tell me one time at a conference, she goes, you're like the mom of military spouses. And I was, I hadn't even turned 50 yet. I was a little offended, but then I thought, <laughs> you know what? I kind of am because so many of them are very young. And if that's the title you want to give me, I will take it. I will take it. Cause that's what mom I'm of most spouses and McDonald's. <laughs> you can put it on your business card. There we go. <laughs> So you can find me everywhere on social media and at my site, jen-mcdonald.com. And we'll, we can talk more about, you know, how to connect to later too. So that's yeah. it. Not in a nutshell, in a big, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> and we, I will also be having all of Jen's information linked um, on the Instagram. And I'll give you guys the information for that as well, a little bit later. But one of the reasons that I brought you on Jen is one, you are this very seasoned spouse. You have a lot of great information that I think my listeners will really appreciate. And I wanted to, you know, in this series of kind of surviving the chaos of the holidays, um, this past year, you know, my husband was deployed and I went through my first holiday season without Mm -hmm. him where, you know, we had tried to spend almost every single holiday together, even when we were long distance dating. And so the deployment holiday season is hard and it's kind of tough and there's different emotions that are, are going on. And so I would like to know, Jen, you know, you've been through lots of deployments. So what was that first holiday season over a deployment like for you? Well, the interesting thing about it was it was in those couple of years following nine 11. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, we're an air force family and there were only selective people that deployed before nine 11. And you're, you're probably too young to remember. And a lot of your listeners won't know other than just like reading about it, but that changed everything yeah. that that's a demarcation line in military life. And so he was going to Baghdad. So I'll set it up by telling you this. We had just moved from Guam. If you don't know where that is out way out in the Western Pacific, you know, great Island, wonderful Island life. We had just PCS to North Dakota, which I think is not very nice to the military to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quite, Quite a change and nothing against people in North Dakota. It was just the shock of the different climate. So we had gotten to North Dakota and I said this to my husband that fall. I was like, you know, just get us through the first winter and then you can deploy. And why do we say these things? Yeah. <laughs> right? yep. So of course, next thing I knew his squadron was deploying and they were leaving the day after Christmas. So mm-hmm. that when our kids were pretty young and it was, it was very sad and Christmas was very sad. It was just like, there was this kind of pall over everything. And I wanted in one way for it to just be over with, like, let's just get started with the countdown. Right. Yep. And that's not a great attitude, but it, that's how we felt that that's just real. That's and our children were like, you know, we have four children and our oldest was maybe 10. So that was 
probably the roughest goodbye. Oh no, he was a little bit older than that. Sorry. He was about 12 because I, I had to drive Steve, my husband to leave. And, you know, you're trying to protect your kids. So I came home and I couldn't find our oldest son and he was upset and crying and, and hiding because he didn't want to make me sad. Mm-hmm. So there's just all these little memories during that time where we just kind of went, all right, well, we've got to get through this together because there wasn't a lot of communication. There was certainly not any FaceTime or any sort of video chat. None of his deployments did we ever have that just because of the locations he was at. Right. And so, so I didn't have that to look forward to. I knew that I would get an email when he had time and that he could call every few weeks if he was able to. And so I kind of knew, I think that feeling of your partner is not accessible. And so they are on the same earth as you, but that's about it. Like you Mm -hmm. don't know what's happening with them. So that was, that was a really sad holiday season and we got through it, you know, of course, like we, we do, but it was, it was rough. Yeah. What were some things that you, you've learned throughout doing multiple deployments, especially with, with children over the holiday Mm -hmm. seasons, what are some, some things that you've learned to kind of help them through those feelings and maybe things that are kind of good distractions for that? Cause I know, especially for small children, it's so hard to comprehend, like, why is mommy leaving? Why is daddy leaving? When are they coming home? Mm -hmm. And being able to articulate that to small children can be difficult. So what are some things that you have learned through your experience that have helped? Well, I think the thing of it is it's, it's number one, it's okay to be sad. Mm -hmm. And our kids were different ages through each deployment. So the first one was different than the next one, which was different than the next one. And as they get older, you can start kind of bringing them into decision-making as far as what do we want to do for the holidays? Does, do we want to try to do the things that we've always done and keep it familiar? Or is that too painful? Is that going to be really hard? And, and you're acting as a solo parent. I never like to say single parent because I have a lot of respect for single parents and that's not what this is, but it is different than when you have your partner with you. And so my kids, we would make a list, like what are, what are the things we actually want to do this month? And then be flexible about that. If things change and you decide you want to sit in your PJs and watch movies and not make a big dinner and order pizza, that's fine too. So I really did try to bring the children into, um, the decision-making process. And I will say, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it's just so sad that you can't get through it. There's, so there's two things I want to, to kind of address. There's the deployment ache, which I don't know if you, you know, have heard that term. I'm sure you felt it where it's Mm -hmm. kind of like everything is colored by that underlying feeling that they're gone and you miss them. Right. But then there's another thing that I've written about and talked about, and I call it detrimental honesty. And so it's recognizing that it is hard and it's rough, but if you sit there, (laughs) it's not a good place to be because you've, you you can recognize it and then also try to look for the bright side, look for a way to get through it because the time is going to pass. And what do you want your life to look like when those days are passed? And so I, I don't know if you've ever done like the Enneagram thing, you Mm -hmm. know, yep. So I'm an Enneagram six supposedly. And so I have a tendency to be very realistic and skeptical, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which can be good, but I can really be blinded to the bright side of things. So I have to actively make myself look for what is the bright side of this. So I feel like that went off on a little rabbit trail from the kids part, but it's just getting myself in hand, Mm 
and being like, Hey, okay, so we're not going to do this thing because dad is gone, but what can we do differently? What's something we can do together that maybe we wouldn't have done or that we can do the same and take pictures and tell him about it later and realize that we're missing him, but we can still do these things. So, and then I think there was one other thing was with one of my children, they felt guilty doing anything with their Mm -hmm. dad, not there. They felt guilty having fun. Yeah. And so I had to talk to my husband about that and just say, it's hard. So we were living in Germany for this one. We've lived in some weird places when my husband's <laughs> So we chose to stay behind in Germany. And so we would go exploring castles or go, you know, sightsee or whatever. And I had a child that felt like we shouldn't do those things if Steve was not with us. And we had to almost have him talk to that child and just give them permission that it was okay to have fun. Yeah. Like that it's okay. You know, you don't have to feel guilty. So I think being honest, but not focusing on the bad things, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it totally does. Especially the, the guilty about having fun aspect. I know I've talked about it in, in my podcast and I think I had a whole episode dedicated to it is that when mm-hmm. my husband was gone, we got, so we got married and then shortly afterwards he deployed. So our whole mm-hmm. pretty much first year of marriage, he was gone. Um, and so there were things that I felt, you know, I was like, I feel guilty because we're not able to do fun newlywed things together. We don't get to have fun. Like we didn't get to have our honeymoon because of the pandemic and all these things. So when he was Mm -hmm. gone and I was going out exploring and doing things to really just keep myself distracted from that deployment ache, I, you know, told him, I was like, I feel bad because I I'm going out and doing fun things and you're stuck doing not so fun things. And, and yeah, kind of giving myself permission, but also him reminding me that it's okay if I do things that bring mm-hmm. me joy that don't involve him right now, because eventually we will get to go do fun things together. Right. Well, I just but, had yeah. Becky Hoy from Brave Crate on my podcast. And she said, you know, it's not even a matter of that. It, how did she word it? She said, it's, it's just, that's not as fun without him. So if, if it's 70%, less fun. It's still 30% fun, which is better than 0% fun. I thought that was Mm -hmm. such a a good way to look at it. It, You know, and I think that the deployed person, this is what my husband told me anyway, it it makes them happy to think about their family doing things and not just sitting around sad. So, and you can explain that to children and that could help them maybe, you know, enter into that joyful moment a little bit more, more, wholeheartedly than they would have just thinking this will make my mom or dad happy to know that I went to visit Santa or whatever it is your family wants to go do. And I think the other thing is to, you know, I don't even know if you wanted to touch this extended family part of it because Mm -hmm. we've done different things. We've gone back to visit family. We've had family come and we've been alone and that's just something you've got to decide. Would that help your child or you? or not because sometimes family wants to come in and make things better. And it may not be what you need now as a mom-in-law <laughs> with a really good relationship with my daughters-in-law and a grandbaby, I try to be really mindful of that and let them tell me what they need. And yeah. not every parent is going to know enough to have those boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you may need to need to take the control and be like, you know what, we're just going to have a quiet holiday and we're, we're staying home, or you may need to push yourself a little. We're going to go and distract ourselves and, and give the kids like the normal thing. We, whatever we normally do. Yeah. I think knowing yourself and knowing your boundaries are, are so key during mm-hmm. that deployment, because like you said, 
I feel like you almost don't know what you need until you get into that situation. Right. Because I think for me, I was like, no, I'm not going to need anybody. I'm going to be just fine. And then it came down to it. And I think I was going to my parents' house like every month. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I need people around me. I need yeah. something. I need support. Like I can't do this by myself. Um, mm-hmm. but some people are like, they need space for themselves. They need that time for themselves. They need that time with just their, their kids and their family. And so knowing, yeah. knowing yourself and knowing what your boundaries are and what you need. I think that is so important during the holiday season is we get wrapped up in this idea of what do I need to do to appease and settle and help other people? But especially during a deployment time, it's really kind of key to take a step back and focus and be a little selfish and understand what you need during mm-hmm. it. Cause it is, like you said, that deployment ache, that separation, that guilt from being, you know, doing things without your partner is, is tough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and the people that love you will understand you. I am giving yes. you permission spouses that are listening. You do not feel like you have to be quote on for anybody's expectations. Now that's different than trying to make things better for your kids. But if other people are putting expectations on you, let those go because they are not living your life. You don't, you shouldn't feel obligated to participate in things. And like you just said, like knowing the difference between me to push and that you need just time alone. That's, that's for you to determine. And I will tell you this too. So there was one a holiday season where my husband was gone and, and my older two were out of the house and grown. And so my two younger girls were teenagers and we just kind of looked at each other and it was just going to be the three of us. We got, we made our favorite food. We never got out of our pajamas and we watched Gilmore girls all day long. <laughs> I <laughs> love <was> that. This <laughs> is like all the holiday episodes, you know, stars hollow. And mm-hmm. so we just, I had a lot of people worried about me. Are you okay? Come on over. And I was like, I just really I don't want to. And it's not because I'm sad, but we have these plans that we, this is not something we'd normally have time to just do, yeah. or if there's men in the house would want to do necessarily. And so mm-hmm. we sat and ate mashed potatoes and stuffing and, and had a fabulous day. <laughs> and so, And that's okay too. And then you kind of look like I'm doing now, this is years ago. This is like seven years ago. You make new memories that you guys will always remember. And that's okay too. Yes. A hundred percent. Taking, taking time is totally okay. And I love that, you know, it's okay to give yourself permission to do those things Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be selfish, but I've, I've loved the, the advice that, that you've given and the, the insight that you've given. And I ask all of my guests this question because I personally want to enjoy the answers because it's so interesting to see, but you know, if you could go back to the day that you became a military spouse day one, you're about to walk down the aisle or step foot mm-hmm. into that courthouse. What is a piece of advice that you would give the younger, more naive you as they step <laughs> into this military spouse lifestyle? Well, I will have to send you a link. Cause I actually wrote an article about this, of course, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and I've written some articles about how much I love younger spouses, even as quote, a seasoned spouse, because you give me so much energy and you guys are so, yeah, you're just so energetic and like go-getters and <laughs> It's amazing. And and it, I love it. So I look back to myself. I was quite young when we got married. I was, so this is the funny thing. I was a nurse. I was in nursing school. I was still in college and my husband was a baby airman is what I like to call him. And I Mm. literally had no clue. I didn't, I knew some military families because we lived near a base, but I didn't have a clue. So I think because I was raised in the same town with wonderful people, my grandparents living around me, 
what I would tell myself because our first move was rough would, would be, I well, I have a list of like eight things I, in my article, <laughs> I told myself, I would tell myself, but I think my biggest thing was, you know, embrace the new, don't be afraid of the unknown and different doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. And just the fact of stepping out and getting out of that comfort zone that you're going to learn so much about yourself and you are leaving this nest of loving family, but it's okay now to step out of that circle. And the other thing I would say, no, you asked for one thing, but I would also say, keep your sense of humor and don't take yourself too seriously. Um, yes, there's, yes. there's a lot of funny things that happen in military life. Murphy's law just, is so apparent. Exactly. <laughs> you have to learn to laugh or you, that is what will keep you. If you, if you and your, your spouse are in it for the long haul, you have to learn to laugh because otherwise you'll just stay frustrated yep. all the time. So yeah, there's a lot more. I, I I'll send you a link to that article. Cause I, that's funny that you asked that. Cause I have obviously thought about this before because I'm very different than the person that I was when I started and that's okay. You know, growing is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. For sure. Well, Jen, I am just so thrilled that you're able to come on and, you know, be the mom of the mill spouses for us <laughs> and walk us through these, you know, deployment, especially over the holiday season, you gave some great tips, especially for listeners who have young children. Um, so I would love for you to let everybody know again, you know, where they can find you. We're going to do something really awesome for our listeners. We're actually going to be doing a giveaway for one of Jen's um, books, a signed copy of her, her book. And so if you are interested in joining that giveaway, I want you to pop over to my Instagram at call to marriage and join the giveaway there on that post. But Jen, just where can everybody find you? How can they connect with you? So you can find me at jen-mcdonald.com or millspousematters.com. They go to the same spot. And I have quite a lot of resources there. I have a deployment devotional, actually. It's free, a free five-day devotional. If you are interested in that, you can just go right there and download it. I have just redone my whole site. And so I have PCS resources, military spouse resources, resources for your military kids. And of course the podcast, mm -hmm. and you can find me on social media at mill spouse matters. Um, I have my, like I mentioned my first book, we are redoing it, revising it a little bit. It's, it's going to be the same content. It's just going to be updated and look really nice. <laughs> and then I am writing a book right now and really excited about this one. It is really powerful stories across all generations of military spouses, which will give courage, confidence, and insight for today's military spouse. So it is the stories of widows from the fifties and sixties from Korean war and Vietnam era all the way up to now. And kind of, I kind of like to call it the Julia and Julia of military spouses where we're everything, things yes. are different, but they're so the same. And so yes. I'm super excited about that. I was able to go down to the air force enlisted village a couple of years ago and just sit and do interviews. So that was amazing. So it does not have a title yet. Um, we're working on that, but that will be coming out soon. And then I do have a Facebook group. It's a Christian military spouse Facebook, Facebook group. If anybody's interested, just search for it. And I'll, I'll give you the link and you just have to answer a couple of questions, kind of screen just to make sure, you know, you're actually a military spouse and then because mm -hmm. it's a private group and come right in there. We've done some book studies and we do like prayer requests and just sharing, um, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty positive space. I try to make sure that it stays positive yeah. and not spammy. So that's, that's awesome. I love it. positive resources. You guys, my <laughs> listeners know I'm all for positive resources. Yeah. Um, if 
you look on the Instagram, I'll have on Jen's page, our little post, all the information, all the links that you can want um, so that you guys can have access to those. Again, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today and talking us through. I so appreciate it. And I know my listeners appreciate it. If you are a new listener to Call to Marriage, I am so happy that you are here. I'm so happy that you have found Call to Marriage. If you have questions about the military spouse life or just need support or someone to walk you through something, feel free to email me at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram or TikTok at call to marriage. I am always here for you, always available. Remember that you are always more than a just, you are more than just a spouse, just a husband, just a wife. You are a person who has purpose. And I am just so grateful for each and every one of you. And I hope to speak to you all again so soon. Bye. Love that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>